Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Three People on a Couch. And of course we have a guest. Today we have a very special guest, Phil Flock from Germany. Film, film. <laughs> Phil is a filmmaker and a cinematographer, um, as well as doing a million other things. Uh, you're into investing, editing, stunt work. Yeah. Um, we're going to be talking about all that stuff. It's going to be a fun episode. Phil, thanks so much for coming on the couch. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Woo, yeah. Thank you so much for coming. And I obviously want to talk about Europe because I'm from Sweden. For Would you guess she's from Sweden though? Uh, Look-wise, yes, but not like accent Right? She sounds American. I don't think I do. Everyone everyone thinks you're American. You can take the girl out of Ikea, but you can't take Ikea out of the girl. No, <laughs> I like basically live there. So you hear my savage accent and you can tell I'm not from here. But with you, good job on that. Well, I didn't. Oh, maybe. When did you move here, Amanda? You moved here two, two years, years ago. ago. Yeah. And Phil, you moved here five? Yes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, ah. yeah, but okay. So, how was your? Why did you move here? First of all, um, I've been a filmmaker for like eleven years now. So, um, as you might know, in uh, Europe, there is not a big film industry, so it's a, always a hustle to make a living with filmmaking, right? So, after film school, we did a couple of festivals, won a few, then we did go to Berlin, me and my best friend, to shoot our first show pretty much which was produced and you know it was a big deal to us you know so it's like going from the little town from the suburbs going to los angeles this is what it felt like being invited to shoot this thing and there after we shot this show which called is which is called um captain awesome it's like a, about like a chubby superhero who always makes it worse <laughs> than it was before and always tries to help you know and this guy was my, the, the actor was my best friend so um, we always wanted to go to Los Angeles one day. And eventually we got this call to do this um, Facebook commercial in L.A. Um, it was like for the Oculus VR goggles. Okay. Yeah. 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 So um, back then I didn't know what Oculus or VR was, um, but I was like, Hollywood, sure, I'm coming. Yeah. Um, so my friend, uh, um, he stayed in Germany. I just came here for this one job. And on set, I met someone who was working on a Netflix film called Bright with Will Smith. Oh, yeah, yeah. Back then, I didn't know what Netflix was. Um, but I was <laughs> like, uh, he was like, hey, do you do you know who is doing visual effects on this thing? I would need someone who is doing that for this film. I was like, I don't know what Netflix is, but sure, I'm going to stay another three months. <laughs> um, so I did that, was doing visual effects on Bright. And then other jobs came in, like for like a VH1 show. And I was like, is that how filmmaking in Los Angeles is? Can I actually make a living with that? I'm going to stay here. So I figured out the rest and um, I never went back. That's nice. amazing. So that meeting that sort of one person on the first project led you to meeting all these other people and then more and more opportunities happened. And I also think that to say yes to the first thing, like you said, your friend stayed in Germany. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think saying yes to that first project, For sure. even though yeah, we don't know. Hesitation is what keeps us back. Very yeah, often. definitely. It's crazy, though, how like one thing can change the entire course of your life. Yeah. Um, when I was in India, I did this uh, first movie I did there. Um, I wasn't planning on living there. Yeah. I got this role, a small role in a movie. And then that led to me meeting so many other people. And then so many more opportunities, and that led to three years. Mm -hmm. But off that one event, which if I didn't like do it, it would never. All the last three years would have never happen. Definitely crazy. Did you always know you wanted to do film, and were you planning on just doing that in Germany, um, or you knew you always wanted to, to come here? Um, Eleven years is when I started to to 
pursue that as a career but before that i was like into sports i was doing flips and parkour and all that kind of stuff but i always recorded our sessions and made like a little video every thursday we had this training session and then i recorded on, on the next day it was online already so that was kind of a thing and i i really liked shooting and editing making it look cool and adding music on a very amateur level with like some shitty camera i had can i curse here by the way yeah. oh yeah, yeah definitely yeah. Okay. just let it loose so with some shitty camera um eventually my brother who lived here already he was like hey don't, don't you just want to visit me one day and when i was <laughs> on my 21st birthday um i came here i actually spent my 21st birthday on the plane so it was nine hours longer than a normal birthday because of the time difference that's awesome that was kind of cool so he brought me here first meal was korean barbecue loved it um <laughs> And then he he was working on some Warner Brothers project and he just took me to the studios and showed me everything. And I was so fascinated that people could make a living with art. You know, it, it was mind blowing for me because you can't do that in uh, some village in Germany. Um, but that was the day when I decided, hey, I want to do that for my career forever. Um, so, yeah, went back home, bought my first camera for my first paycheck and then started filming. That's amazing. I I also feel that so much because in Sweden, I think in Europe in general, you can't really live off of art yeah. in the same sense here. I I remember like the first weeks of being in LA, I always thought like, oh my God, is no one working? Because, you know, <laughs> like people, you know, but like it's Monday or Tuesday and people are like out and about. And I was so used to, you know, like you go to the office on Monday morning and then you go home kind of Friday night and that's it, you know? So yeah, making a living out of art is art of itself. I don't know what to say. <laughs> that, that <it laughs> I don't is. know how to like end <laughs> that. It is. that. <laughs> it is a huge challenge. It's the biggest challenge really as an artist. Like everybody knows that every artist like for me pers personally, when I finished film school, that was the day when I decided I'm not going to take any other job to survive. And to have this commitment helped me to push through the struggle and survive somehow because it really comes to surviving. I can't pay rent if I don't shoot for a few few months, right? Mm -hmm. And even if you shoot, you shoot so much for free, you know, because to make, you know, collaborations or whatever they call it these days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's basically you just try to get some kind of opportunity um and if i put this commitment on myself to not get another side job ever ever again and that made me do certain things to survive and that's i think that's my secret how i could make a living and now it's a successful living as a filmmaker yeah i think it's all about deciding in your mind like you're just saying that this is what you're going to do and you're going to make this work and you'll see that it kind of just gets set up for you in une unexpected ways and you can keep following that passion that you you love to do but a lot of times i feel like especially here people are like one foot in one foot out and that's what makes it uh, more of a struggle when you actually decide like this is going to work mm -hmm. no matter how difficult or challenging or non-linear the path might be I feel like that's when it starts taking off for people. Yeah, we have only one lifetime time to live out our path. what? One lifetime. We only time. have one. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta go, guys. Yeah, that, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Need to do something about this. People underestimate that. They think, okay, eventually something is gonna happen, but nothing is gonna happen if you don't work for it mm -hmm. very, very hard. And it's not, like living as an artist is probably one of the most difficult things you can do in a in a um, Western society um but 
what I'm trying to say is if you don't fulfill your purpose as hard as you can, then what, what are you living for anyways? Sure. So true. So true. Um, I want to switch shift swift. I want to switch. Excuse me. Um, okay, we're gonna shift gears. In this in this episode, we're gonna just blur you out. <laughs> <laughs> I want to shift gears. I want to. I want to. You haven't eaten in forty eight hours. Yeah, this is like something I discovered like four years ago that fasting is like very good for you, and um, so when I discovered that, I, it started with like a keto diet. We just all my friends we just wanted to lose some weight, so we did like eight weeks without carbs. And then like three weeks in, like finally we got into ketosis. You're familiar with that, like ketosis when mm -hmm. you live out of ketones, not out of glucose anymore. Then accidentally on Christmas morning, I had a glass of iced tea and I thought it was diet. I like my diet iced tea, mm -hmm. but I had a glass of iced tea, which kicked me out of ketosis. So the first three weeks were for nothing because the ketosis is why you're doing that for. Yeah. And then I just went on Google and, and tried to figure out hey, how can you get into ketosis as fast as possible? And I discovered when you fast so that you don't eat nothing at all, then you get into ketosis within like 48 hours. And I thought I'm going to die if I do that because everybody tells you, okay, you have to eat five meals a day and all these things. Mm, but I tried it. So, and after like 24 hours of being very, very hungry, I realized, hey, I don't feel actually that bad anymore. And mm. uh, the longer I went, the better I felt. And then I did more research on this fasting and all those benefits that you can cure cancer and all these, all this, I thought like the nonsense, but actually it's, it's a real thing. Um, so I never went back. I never went back to eat more than one, once a day. Usually I fast for like a week or three days, four days. A and week? No, yeah. You know, fast for a week straight. So yeah, this, no this calories week? in between, not even chewing gum or anything. Really? Yeah. So for a full seven days? Hmm? For a whole week? Yeah, nine days was my max. Wow. And what's your wow. average? So this, your 48 hours right now, you'll eat. 48 hours is my average. This is my normal. When, when I see, okay, I gained a little weight. I do like 72 hours when I feel like, okay, I, I'm getting too lean. I eat more often, like once a day. So I try to maintain my body weight. So when you do finally eat, what will you eat? I prefer will be high meat, um, low carbs, um, lots of fats, um, that kind of stuff. Because even like too much protein can take you out of ketosis. That's right? very it's true. really just focused on fat. Yeah. So things that even like aren't fatty enough and have a lot of protein, like chicken or mm -hmm. fish, is yeah. also not ideal. Yeah, but when true. you do break your fast, you don't try to keep it keto friendly. You will eat whatever, sort of. Um, it really depends on my weight. When I, I'm very strict, like in the past few weeks, I've been very strict, so I don't eat any carbs at all. So what I like to do is to go to Korean barbecue so I can eat as much as I can. Um, so every three days you just go to Korean barbecue. Yeah. Interesting. Which is still cheaper than most people. Yeah. I was yeah. just about to say that. That's like a really cheap That's way to live. Your, your grocery bill is like 20 bucks a week. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in the best case scenario, if I'm really cooking for myself, I did the math actually once. It's 20, 20 bucks a week. And when... <laughs> And 20 uh, bucks a week and average people spend 25 dollars a day in los angeles yeah oh yeah and coffee mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh i, I save like so much money through that and i actually make even more money through that i did this one job for call of duty like animation and every six hours they have a break to go to lunch or something which i don't need so i make at this point my day rate was like 60 bucks or so so i make 60 bucks a day more just because I don't eat, so I can work through through the breaks. Right? And are you are, wow. you, are and, you lifting and working out throughout the um, fast? Mostly calisthenics. I'm not a big 
fan of like gyms because it's like always crowded you have to wait for it everything and you have to get there um, i like it to, to i like to keep it efficient so i don't i don't like to spend too much time so basically what i do is just pull-ups and push-ups and squats and everything i can do at home so after 15 20 minutes i'm done and other people you do you know, work out every day i i try to yeah so even when you're fasted you're working out mm -hmm. and you don't ever feel like oh, i have no energy the opposite i do feel like that after i ate you know when the when the glucose is in your body you right know, and your your um what's what's uh, your insulin spikes then you feel tired right but when you don't eat for a few days um but only if you're not skin and bones like if you have body fat then you can live for, for weeks without food but if you're only skin and bones i would not recommend it because your body needs to live out of something right that's body a, fat. yeah that's the thing i did a lot of intermittent fasting i never gone a week mm. But I think I did like four days. That's my maximum. Mm -hmm. But and then I did, like you said, like OMAD. So yeah. you only eat once a day. And that was working wonders for the energy levels. Just like you said, it was so nice not having to think about food, you know, uh, like three th times a day and stuff yeah. like that. But I also at that point, I didn't, you know, this guys, but like I've gained a lot of weight <laughs> since I moved here. So I was very skinny at the moment. So like you said, if you have like not as much body fat, maybe not the best idea. But if you do go for it, yeah. I would also recommend it. But I'm not. I think everybody can fast, but it's the frequency, how often you eat it differs from person to person. But I think I believe everybody should fast. It doesn't matter how old or young you are. Like one, at least one day a week. Yeah, or let, let's say you like the skinniest person in life. You have no body fat on you. Then I would do the 16 to 8 fast like this intermittent fasting uh-huh that's that's the least anybody should do but as long as you have a love handle you can grab in i got you one can, you can go a week without food a you week can, definitely yeah. but when yeah. i rebound like let's say like so uh, someone like steve he's thinner than i am so yeah. you'd recommend 16 uh, eight for him uh, <laughs> if i fast I for you yeah. <laughs> I, I would recommend like like 48 hour fast for him for him what about for me so weak. He's like too, three months. I would do Poke like, me. You you have a love handle. I, I, you I do. Have a love handle. I would recommend like seventy two or ninety six hours of fast without carbs for you. Yeah, but, without carbs, but yeah. but I can eat other stuff. Yes, eat as much fat and meat as you can. Do you have black coffee at all? Or you just have water. I don't like black coffee. I wish I I would like it, but I don't. Um, so you have no stimulants at all. No. And your energy is high. My all energy is not high. It's, I would say it's always constantly on 90%. Yeah, that's pretty good. And it's not like after you you had coffee, you were like 130%. And then after you ate, you were on, um, I don't know, 60%. No, I'm constantly on 90%, always, day and night. So for people that sort of want to get into intermittent fasting, maybe they, I think a lot of people have kind of heard of it now, especially in LA. Um, you'd recommend sort of starting off with like a one-day fast and then me personally i would recommend go as long as you can without uh, without food but without dying though so <laughs> yeah try our best not yeah, to we, we try your best not to die which is going to take a while um but that is going to break the food addiction because the food addiction is the biggest deal and that's why we the sugar, all, the sugar this sugar addiction yeah. that's why we all have a hard time not eating it's not because we need nutrition right now because we don't you know but our body and mind thinks okay we need like sugar every three hours you know like a fucking alcoholic um and that's what we basically are we all are all addicts and right. when we break this addiction then it's like way easier that's why I, I recommend go as long as you can it's a week two weeks whatever it is mm -hmm. um depends on the person and then 
find your um, ritual the way you try to do it. So for you, for example, I would go a week or maybe eight days without food. Should we try it? And then, <laughs> and then refeed with, without carbs um, and do like a 72 or 96 hour. Can you just do Sorry, that? Man. And next, might, so we, next, I might do, wait, I might on do this next episode, do this three these guys haven't been eating. <laughs> so wait, okay. So let me get straight. So go first, you seeing five days. As long as you can. As long as I can without food. Yeah. And then when I do refeed, um, just do OMAD or do no. eat throughout the day when I'm refeeding? Then, then 96 hour fast. So yeah. eat and then after I four eat. Four days. Another four days without food. Another four days without food. You, yeah, I, then, saw, then I saw you, you do, do one. Back to back. You did one day, right? I did one day. Yeah, back to back, like forever pretty much. Oh, so you eat only once a week. Once, once every four days, twice, twice a week, and you do that back to back. And the longer you do that, the more weight you lose, of course. And right. Even if that's that's the magical thing about fasting. Even when you do like forty-eight hour fasts, but you eat as much as you can. Let's say you eat. I can eat six thousand calories in, in one sitting. Right. What? So that's easy, dude. Yeah. Easy. It's, I mean, if I'm, you, okay, well, you, it's a little bit of practice. But when I eat six thousand calories per sitting. And you're supposed to eat like let's say 2,500 or 3,000 per day, right? Even if I eat them um, the, the same amount of calories, but you know only in one meal, then I still lose weight because my body still consumes like all those dead cells, like all this cell recycling, autophagy, mm -hmm. and all these things. Why would you do that, right? So if you if I ate those 6,000 calories in 10 different meals throughout those two days, I would gain weight. Right. So it's yeah, not about it, calorie in and calorie out. It, it's not. It's not and that uh, simple. how do you incorporate uh, the sunlight into the? No, <laughs> no. Seriously. Being a vampire. How no, do you? No, 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 no. Because no, I'm saying with autophagy and getting into ketosis, there's a woman that I've listened to, Dr. Courtney Hunt, and she's big on uh, keto, but also she's just as equally uh, uh, reinforces having sunlight because that plays an important role in autophagy and cleaning all, all the cells and all the turnover mm. so have you ever heard of that combination before like she her thing is you need to get out there when the sun's rising and spend like a few hours in the sun every single day because that's a crucial crucial part of ketosis and autophagy that to me sounds extreme but i guess it makes sense <laughs> um well you can always push it further right yeah um there's one once i did a, a dopamine fast have you ever heard? I've of heard so of like, it. So like yeah. no cell phones, no nothing, no food, yeah. no jerking off, no TV, no calling, no no interaction, no basically being in in a prison cell but without eating though. Could you read books? No, nothing. How long did you do that for? Uh, a weekend. Really? And how? What was that like? Boring. <laughs> so you but sat in your apartment. I want to do weekend. that. I want to. Can okay, we can't do it together because then we would be <laughs> cheating. But like going out a weekend. Basically, what you're gonna do is like go in the uh, whitest room you have, where there's like nothing interesting at all, and just sit there or stand and look at the wall. No working out either. Like don't move. for two days. For two days. Oh wow! How'd you feel after that? Like I, I I felt very inspired because I had all these ideas and I tried to remember all of them and write them down after I'm done fasting, right? Um, which obviously most of them you forget. Um, but it's interesting how you can train your mind to be more sen sensitive for anything um, mm. when you do that for a while. Like 
that's the thing like fasting can always go extreme like when i first when i started doing keto everybody was like oh that can't be healthy you know and then it was like okay now i'm gonna do fasting and this is even extremer and then i'm gonna go, go dry fast like no water and no food you know so and then what, what's the next step okay maybe no sleep is that healthy or well. no? <laughs> um, but that's the thing people they assume but they don't know right now i also believe that sleep is very important but I'm open-minded that if some guy in fucking India tells me, hey, uh, not, not sleeping for a while is healthy too, I will try it. Because we judge everything because that's what we do. We sure, sure. We're disbelievers, right? So do I, you, um, I'm guessing you don't drink alcohol. Well, sometimes I do. I'm a human, right? So, <laughs> so when I'm on my extreme fast and I don't drink nothing, of course. But right now, for example, my parents are visiting. So I, I eat one meal a day and I, I have a... What's my my drink? Uh, it's a it's a whiskey. I drink a whiskey sometimes. With the meal, or do you drink the whiskey with, later in the with, day? With the meal. With the meal. So you still keep the eating within the period. Yeah. But you wouldn't have like 10 p.m. I'm just gonna have a, a whiskey. <laughs> so many people have emotional relationships towards food and get dopamine from it. And I was I was served a meal last night that is basically a combination of two foods that I hate. And I wanted to be respectful and I ate it and it was pure like suffering for me what? to like chew it and eat everything. What foods were they? Yeah. What was it? <laughs> I don't know if I should say because I don't. Oh, you uh, know. Oh, okay. I get it. But no, no, I'll, I can. I can. <laughs> you can't say what food you don't like. I know. It's like I'll share everything else about my life, but I don't feel comfortable talking about the food <laughs> I ate last night. It was. It, <laughs> hopefully he doesn't watch this. It was his canned salmon with mayonnaise uh, in a bowl. It doesn't it, sound bad. I personally just don't like either of those foods. And I was like, you know what? I have such a visceral reaction to these foods in my mind. I think I mentioned on one of the podcasts that I found these, like they're my least favorite foods. And mayonnaise I, and canned salmon. Or can, it was basically, I've had salmon before, obviously, but the canned salmon, it basically looked and smelled just like canned tuna, which is like the villain of my life. I hate it. <laughs> Like, I, I hate it so much. I don't even know why. I was, molest I I was molested by tuna when I was a I kid. Uh, but canned anything. Yeah, canned anything. So I ate it and I was just, it actually was like sinking in how much uh, pleasure I get from food. You kind of almost like black out and I eat my meals so quickly because it's all just like lighting up my brain. And <laughs> I was just like chewing that in pure misery and just wondering, why do I hate this so much? But I mean, that's that's me when I because I don't like eggs. What? And you know that. Yeah, I know. I wish I, I it's like eggs. you and coffee. Like I wish I liked eggs because I know that it's good and it's so much protein and it's so easy. Like if I could eat eggs, I would eat it all the time because you can do so much things with it. But always like if you stay at someone's place or someone, you know, want to make you breakfast. Always make make eggs. Yeah. Always what about make eggs, eggs if it's like cooked into something, like not an omelet, but like a muffin, but it has an egg base. Is that okay? I guess that's fine. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, brought one straight I'm, I'm up. I'm gonna eggs. eat like I can eat pancakes. Oh, banana okay. pancakes. But okay. it's I made muffins by the way. If you want to try one after, what <laughs> do you, what did you bring them? I brought them. Yeah. Oh, thank you. What if it's yes. like scrambled eggs, but it's twenty percent egg and like eighty percent cheese or something like that? I mean, it would probably work. The only thing is the consistency. Yeah, it's something you, you're, about the you're a texture consistency. Yeah, person. I yeah. I eat anything pretty much. I know. There's good. no food that you will not eat. Well, actually, it's, it's strange, but I really do not like cooked salmon. 
Really? But I, yeah, I, I it gross. Actually, almost is all cooked fish. You served like, me salmon before. I like. Uh, <laughs> I like. <laughs> what the hell? I like. We lobster. both hate our meal. We're like, yay! <laughs> this. Uh, I, this is the weird thing. I love raw fish. I love Sushi, salmon yeah. on bagels. Like, fuck. You like the amazing. smoked salmon? Yeah. Love smoked salmon, but when it's cooked, I don't like. I, I get it. I don't like it. Just. Yeah. Have you had canned salmon? Um, I've, I'll <laughs> no do tuna. Tuna doesn't bother me. Like a tuna melt. I, count me in there's a smell that i get from that it, it, fishy it's so fishy and it's so just disgusting you know what you would not me. like um have you been to korea hey. south korea no no so um there's cow intestines is super super popular there mm -hmm. and when they're cleaning it usually they'll clean them on the outside and you can smell like them cleaning the intestines and it's where the poop travels through and <laughs> oh you can god, smell no. that when you're walking in poop it's like, oh my god it's overwhelming but then once you get into the shop, they throw some spices in there and some sauces, and it smells quite nice. <laughs> and it's actually really tasty. And but initially, when I first went there, they, that initial like, because as Americans, we don't really eat a lot of the organ meats. And why not though, right? Like why we not should. eat them? It's very healthy. Exactly, they're very healthy. But we're like conditioned almost not to like. You don't find like heart and intestines and lungs that wrap. Brain, brain is very nutritious. I I I did pig's brain once. Mm -hmm. It sounds weird. Um, <laughs> Can I pig your brain? Real quick? <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan. Not a fan. Um, and goat, goat brain. It's quite. I went to a uh, Easter party, and they were serving goat's brain there. Mm. So okay. it was, but you eat, you eat a lot of brain, Phil? <laughs> no, but my brother is a big fan. And is he? I know yeah. organ meats is big on keto. Yeah. Yeah. It's very fatty and uh, very nutritious. If I don't like something, like for example, I hate mushrooms for the same reason. Uh, I just say I'm allergic. I always say I'm allergic to mushrooms and then they leave me alone. Yeah. The, the, the hard part about being allergic to egg is that it's in everything. It is. Yeah. I you didn't, just don't like it as an egg. Itself. I didn't yeah. like I didn't like milk all throughout uh, childhood in a long time. And I remember I used to go to school and like they're giving us milk. I didn't like that. Or sleep over a friend's mm -hmm. house and you're getting like cereal. And I'm like, but I don't, I don't need friends. Milk <laughs> is terrible anyways. Like for us. Yeah, it is. So and also milk it's something with the full fat one. It tastes to me warm. I don't know. I can't explain it better. Warm? Yes. If you have the full fat milk, even if you had it in like the refrigerator on the coldest you can, it, I think it's so fatty that it kind of tastes hmm. warm-ish. Not hot, but warm. Just a little warm. I, um, it's like heating up in your in your mouth type of feeling. I don't know. It's just I don't. How many have grams it. do you do you track your like when you do eat when you, how much protein to eat? I, I you just go for do, it. I used to do that, but it's what's the point? Yeah, you, know? but you don't lose muscle at all. I gain muscle through that. Huh. I actually did a body scan before and after. Like every time when I change my diet, I do a body scan. I gain muscle like, like crazy, way way more than I. I did a vegan once once and I lost muscle mass, even though the workout routine and everything else was the same. So. It's very interesting what you can do with, with these, these things. But do you do anything with this? I mean, I'm just thinking that you're into film. Yeah, I'm just thinking that you're into film making mm -hmm. and also this health and fitness and kind of lifestyle in that sense. Do you combine it? Do you do health videos that you um, publish somewhere? Or Yes, um, I because when I... I just saying bring that back. Sorry, uh, when I, when I started um, this 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 diet and I posted this before the after picture on Instagram, suddenly all these questions came and interviews like online interviews and so I took part and then I got some exposure through that 
and then I suddenly I had all those people asking me questions and I answered them you know like person by person and I realized how much time I was spending on these and you know how I like efficiency right so um I made a video answering most of those questions and just put it on YouTube on my Phil Flock YouTube channel on Phil Flock snake diet or whatever and then uh, people asked me other questions I made a video on that and eventually I made so many videos and they became like a routine that I was suddenly this um fitness influencer person no not a huge following or anything but yeah just, but still but you know answering all these questions but uh all of this went into a direction i didn't i don't have a passion for that i like to be healthy of course we all should should like that and i like to help people but my passion my heart is always going to be burning for filmmaking so eventually i try to find like a transition from the fitness stuff on youtube to into more like filmmaking film tutorials uh, cinematic mm -hmm. vlogs that kind of stuff here and there like in live like uh, in live streams i still talk about fasting because people are still interested in, in that but my um my focus is more on filmmaking so, so you you do all these fitness and dietary type of rituals to optimize your energy so you can put more energy and creativity and your imagination like, into filmmaking exactly and i love health i love being healthy you know, i love making healthy choices because health is like the 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 one priority we all should have but most of us don't and i think if you just see someone doing a healthy thing you can get inspired by that very easily um the problem is you also give up very fast if you don't have a passion for that especially in america like americans they're funny they're funny creatures to me um like when it comes same to i feel the same <laughs> i can't relate so i'm just your reason your yeah reason. so we're yeah. a one team yeah, <laughs> go ahead definitely so you have when it comes to health, like everybody likes this fast food and being uh, obesity is like normal, like f more than 50% in America are obese. Okay, cool. Um, but then also when it comes to finances, you know, I came here as a foreigner and see okay, everybody's in debt. How do you get in debt? Okay, you go to an, an expensive school. What do you do with the degree? Nothing. Okay, interesting. <laughs> yeah. so, so this is what America is uh, built for, to be in debt and uh, always paying, paying it off until you're dead. And be fat. And be fat, you know, so so many unhealthy consumption ch yeah. choices which are born basically because your parents don't know any better you know there's a but laziness or apathy that's here not to excuse the people's poor behavior but i just feel like america is like the epicenter for consumption mm -hmm. when it comes to media well, fast food and like I, bad that decisions is actually so funny well, it literally is it's consumerism but we're also at the same time we're the world leader of consumerism and of um well, we push it onto other countries like, let's product. get a kfc in china let's <laughs> they have all that now yeah oh and it's so popular oh, kfc yeah. in india is like people are like dude let's go to kfc and i'm like why that's a big like a fun thing to do you know it's like it's the american that we've exported a lot of that but yeah unfortunately like obesity rates are insane and before all these brands got into like india and these other third world countries um, I don't know if India really even still is a third world country, but this, you know, malnutrition was a huge problem and parts it still is. But now the biggest problem is obesity, mm -hmm. obesity. They went from like w the opposite end of the spectrum. Now you see ads everywhere for diabetes medicines and like it's a huge problem. Yeah, medicine is the next good point, right? Because it's all built on, okay, let's make them healthy. Uh, let's make them uh, unhealthy sick, and then yeah. give them medicine, you know, yeah. like, let's keep them sick and dependent e on the exactly. medicine. Yeah. And, I think fasting fixes most of those issues, which is great. But when it comes to the, the financial side, like the debt and all that, like coming to this country, 
without because I'm born and I I learned okay if you want something you have to make the money when you have the money you can purchase something yes but same. Americans they just use their credit card because this is what they're used to yeah. since they're 16 yeah and then they're like in which debt. is insane yeah don't if if you were got like a, a credit card when you were 16 yeah. like I personally would not have been ready for that like I would probably also be in debt if someone were like here you can and use this card and you get free money. And what's, you know? what's crazy is on that same note is that like you have a credit score in America. Yeah, you have to have And it. the way to get a better credit score is to get more debt and then pay the debt off. Yeah. And then you get more credit and then you spend more money yeah. and then pay that off. And like that's kind of crazy. But then if you know these rules as an adult coming into America, to America, I was 26. So if you know these rules, you can basically use that for your advantage. To build a good credit score took me seven months, you know. And but to fuck up your credit score, I mean, could take one month, really. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. I um, because I was abroad for five years. I actually, uh, my credit score was wasn't that great. Yeah. Um, wasn't it? It was pretty low. Yeah. Uh, because I just didn't exist in America for yeah. five years. I, I didn't have any debt I was accruing, and I didn't I wasn't spending anything either. And when I came back, and I like um got an apartment here and put stuff you know, like the lease of my name and the utilities and all these things, my credit skyrocketed. Now yeah. it's really good. Um. But yeah, just like you miss one bill and it, exactly. then it goes down, you know. And, and also kids uh, 17 years old or even 16 when you're in high school, you're being approached with the decision. Do you want to take out student loans? You want to take out debt to go to college mm -hmm. and you're not even a legal adult yet. And you're already making a decision that can financially affect you for the next 20 years. Yeah. Or longer. There yeah. was a whole thing with Duvai, 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 Duvai University. Devry, 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 Devry. Devry. You know what I'm talking about? No. Uh, <laughs> no. Harvard. It's a mass, it was a massive university in America and they would always do advertising for like, at Duvai University, you can find your passion. And its whole thing turned out to be a pyramid scheme and they weren't actually getting yeah. education and they were in um, like hundreds of millions of dollars of the acute of debt from students who signed up. Yeah. And just over the pandemic, they, all these lawsuits happened. I believe they shut down. And then they're, um, the U.S. is forgiving all of the students' debt. That's why I'm glad. Really? That all yeah. Of it. I went to Trump University, so I'm happy with the degree I got. And <laughs> <laughs> Trump University. That was another one. That, that was a real thing, actually. What? That was another one that had, that had a bunch what? of class action lawsuits yeah. and everything. Yeah. He started university, and then it was like a fraud thing. <laughs> yeah, like, he actually did start university. Yeah. Okay, but the second question is who the... Who applies there? A lot of people. You'd Guilty. be surprised. Like, who wants to go? <laughs> you applied there? Oh. No, no, of course not. It was my safety school. No. Um, <laughs> it was your second job. <laughs> yeah, it's really crazy. Like, um, I know I have friends who make really great money um, and they're in like late 30s and it's like, I finally paid off my student debt. Like when they hit 40. And that's like normal. Yeah. And that's crazy. Like some, some of my friends have over $200,000 in debt mm. to go to school, to get a degree in like communications. And now they do nothing related to that. But just to have the, you know... And that's another weird thing too. It's like it's like okay, decide what you want to do the rest of your life. Go, you know, like yeah. um, <laughs> now give us two hundred thousand dollars for it. But yeah, th this is insane. Yeah, yeah, but that's yeah. Because how in in Sweden uh, schools quite cheap or free or it's free. It's free. Yeah. We have it's crazy. Hundred percent free. And Germany, education. it is free. I think as well, right? It is free. Because I looked into getting a master's. There's, there's private school. I pay, paid for my school, but not as much as you would pay for like a fucking. USC or whatever. Right, right, right. Yeah, because the average here, I think USC is like forty thousand a year now. No way, it's probably closer to sixty. Sixty? Yeah. These are all climbing up. They're all like sixty and. That's insane. Half now. a million you're gonna graduate like in debt. Yeah. 
That's insane. That's insane. Yeah, but, I mean, but if you know these things, what this is what I'm trying to say. If you know these things, coming to this country as an adult and you you just I just got one of those secure credit cards where you put your own money in because without ever having a social security number, you it's hard to build credit. Right. So I got one of those um, secure credit card where you pay in your own money. And then you basically use it, pay it off, use it, pay it off. You do that for seven months, then you have a good credit. Then you get like an actual grown-up credit card, you know. Yeah. And until today, um, I use it like 30% or 10% of it just paid off just because I built my credit that sure. way. Yeah. Then eventually, um, I was um, I was always broke in, in LA too, right? But eventually, I made enough money to actually save up some money. And then I also uh, bought a car. And I, like I said, I'm a Euro European. I save up $30,000 for a car. I could um, buy it, but then I was thinking, hey, what if I want to get a loan for a, car, a house one day? So maybe I should get a loan for a car first. And I Googled and researched how, how th these things work. Yeah. And yeah, so it's better to have like some credit history loaning something first. Um, like a car is perfect for that. So basically same thing. I pay like $100 uh a month in interest just to have a good credit score pretty much right oh, yeah. yeah even though i have this money lying around on the sides i could just buy it buy it out, but i won't because i have to play this game you yeah. Know? yeah that's so interesting yeah, it's super interesting but on the other side uh, this money on the side is invested so i make more money with the dividends and uh, the the financial the the, the um, stock growth then I, I pay an interest so i actually make money just having it on the sideline what but do you invest the, in um, that, that particular money I have in an app called Betterment, they do everything for you. All I do is like having the money in there and I tell them how risky I want to go and they do the rest. It's like a, a financial advisor, yeah. uh -huh. but based on algorithms. So you put 30,000 in instead of buying the car and then what sort of like on average, what kind of dividends do you get off of that per month? Around 200 a month. That's pretty good. So, yeah. so you're getting so, like 2000 a year off of that. 30,000 more. Yeah, yeah, I think it's more actually because it was a very good year, like since COVID and everything. Uh huh. COVID was a very good time for me, just saying. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, made a bunch of money, but this is just part of my investment. I have like other investments, and like uh, all together, I make like three, four hundred dollars save money like in dividends but also the the growth of the stocks is excluded so total i made like i don't know forty thousand dollars since covid just in stocks you know? just in stocks off the initial investment or just off of all your investments all of the investments gotcha do you take the dividends do you live on that or do you reinvest that i reinvest everything into different stocks or in the same stocks same stocks usually i sometimes when i have money lying around i invest more of course um my plan is to invest like 10,000 a month. This this is where I want to go to, but I don't make enough money yet to do that. But this is like the goal. And the, the end goal is to invest $1.4 million into dividend stocks, like safe stocks. Um, because of that, you can make around $70,000, $80,000 a year, which is a great life without doing anything. Yeah, definitely. So I really can focus on my art without, because as an artist, even if you do art for a living, you still have to work for others and uh, whatever their stupid ideas are you have to <laughs> yeah. do, do that sorry my clients if you're watching that <laughs> but you're all retards <laughs> <laughs> no but you know what i mean like always working for clients is not as satisfying as you might think it, when course. you start as an artist. sure um so the, the end goal is to produce my own short films and all these things it can be in a small scale i i don't care but i want to um bring my own vision on the screen and either I do that through YouTube videos, which would be great. Um, 
or I just make so much money passively that I can focus full time on whatever I want to do. So, yeah. So one point four million. This is my financial goal. I think so, there's yeah. like a starving artist mentality you see a lot of times where there's almost like honor to be had when you're struggling financially to pursue your art, but you're going about it in a way where you're setting yourself up so you can free up all of that time to focus. And the on majority it. of those struggling artists, sure, some of them do end up making. A lot of them don't. They end up like just working at like a restaurant their entire life yeah. or like, and just not. So yeah, some obviously do make it, but I think you can go about it now, especially in the 21st century in a smarter way, sort of like what you're doing and investing. And I, there's, we have friends also, that are into like NFTs and stuff. Like, yeah, but also something you said in the beginning, you said that like committing to, to being an artist and just like, I'm going to figure this out. Uh, which means I'm not going to go in a, any other directions to make the money go around, but I'm committed to do this. So I just have to figure it out. Yeah. And I like that because it's the same when I first, you know, I had a job at nine to five here, which I had in Sweden also. But then after a while, I was just like, no. And now I'm so committed that I don't want a nine to five anymore. Like I'm, I will never go back. And I just have to figure it out, but not go, not doing that again. And it's so, e I think so easy for many people to say like, okay, well, I'm just going to have this job and I'm only going to have this for six months mm -hmm. and then, and then, but just no, don't even do that for six months. Just figure it out another way so you can focus on whatever you want to do. I think a lot of people even say, I'll do this for 20 years and then I will be able to retire, reevaluate, but the way you go about it is kind of like every single day is an opportunity to make as much money as possible and have this self-discipline with your diet and health and everything yeah. that you become the best version of yourself. And a lot of times the artists are just like, I'm just going to focus on my art and then everything else I can self-medicate my way through life and just have a lower type of existence i don't want to be miserable from nine to five and then fulfill my my purpose for yeah. the next three hours and then watch netflix until i fall asleep no that's the not the yeah. life i want to live yeah um i i just think it's super important to realize that what kind of life do you want to live and is this art is it just a hobby or is it like what you want to do like yeah and i mean can we just talk about money for a little bit because i have it I have Let's an talk issue. about money. I have a problem. With so, money? yes. <laughs> I mean, I love money. I studied money. So, but it's, <laughs> you know, it's true. I studied <laughs> e economics. I was just imagining a man. Yeah, <laughs> this is a good, uh, doing She's fakes like, and stuff. And like, <laughs> I studied economics. Talking. But anyway, since I came to America, it's been very easy to be. I mean, I remember the time in Sweden eating out was like a luxury yeah. and I could count like when I actually bought something, you know, like bought a shirt or bought a pair of sunglasses or whatever. Now in America, I don't know what it is. It's probably been, I don't know, but I'm spending money every day, like a maniac, I mean, crazy you got, person. You and a, I, you got a Chanel bag just to put groceries in. Yeah, like, you know, I mean, ten cents, Amanda. You no, I, I wish I had. That's my <laughs> that's my dream to have a Chanel bag one day. But anyway, so I don't know. It's something about the culture when it comes to to America that like spending? encouraging you oh, to spend whole, more money. The whole thing is designed that way. I mean, look at all the social media apps: Instagram, TikTok. All the ads are trying to say 
steal your attention and be like, buy, give me your money. Yeah. Every one of them. TikTok. What, all of this stuff is made for us to spend more money. Like that's and how it's But also like eating out. Now... But, or parking. Do we go out to dinner tonight, by the way? Yeah, sure. Cool. But right. anyway. You say you're parking? <laughs> and parking. I'm not paying for parking. I'm no, but use someone's driveway. I don't care if I don't live there. No, but you know, it's like <laughs> now if, if I find like, oh, $15 parking. What a catch. I'm going to take it. <laughs> you know? Valet parking. I'm like, yes, I don't have time to look for parking. Take my car. Take my keys. You know? And then it's like, bam, that dinner that you were going out to, it's like valet parking food the drinks you know and then it's like buy 200 bucks it's crazy i was doing the math <laughs> one like, night you go out on a date for instance and you're like if you're just going for drinks with tips it'd be about 80 bucks 70 80 bucks if you each get two drinks right um you just say you go on two dates a week as a guy right? and you're paying let's assume that's over 500 dollars a month Hookers in Germany are cheaper. That's what I heard. I love that. No, but it's crazy. Use dividends. Especially if you date a lot. Yeah. I mean, not saying I do. I'm just saying if one did. I'm Um, saying that you do. Hey. uh, But that's a lot of money. 500. I could say I'm not dating. Put 500 bucks a month into stock. Yeah. You know, or into something else. Everyone has their thing where I feel like. It's Mine's Starbucks coffee. I get well, Starbucks every day. But it's like, I'm like, oh, it's only 285 So I'm like, I think that much. Yours is takeout. For a lot of girls, it's it's clothing. I've gone, For me, I, it's hookers. Like, it's just... Yeah, I've, um, we I've all been, got our thing. I haven't eaten out now in two weeks. I've been doing this, like... Uh, I've been doing a calorie-counting diet, and I just got an air fryer. Hmm. So I've been cooking all my meals at home. You, do you use an air fryer at all? I don't cook. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, right. You want to yeah, he cooks. Sitting. He cooks air in there. Yeah. Fasting. Um, but it's so much fun cooking. It's sort of like an easy bake oven, which was just a small yeah, 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 it's like that, but for adults. So I have all these little like pieces, and I like make muffins, and like it's yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm all about efficiency when it comes to like spending. Like not every spending is is, is a stupid investment. Like for example, when you um, eat out um, or 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 food. It's like, of course, it might be might cost like fifty percent more than cooking your own meal, but the time you're saving, you know, you can use to make money, right? Sure. So it's all about efficiency. If you instead of cooking, you jerk off while the food gets there, that's a waste of time, right? <laughs> uh, but if you actually do something productive, then it makes sense to eat uh, eat out or order food. That's why I I don't cook. I I don't clean my house. I don't cook. I uh, often I don't drive because I can answer emails in in in, in the Uber. Um, what, what else? I Plus have, you take Ubers a lot rather than driving. Um, often, not, not always, but sometimes, um, it really depends where I'm going. And when I drive, I try to listen to something smart, something I don't know about uh, finances or something. So I always try to make the best use of my time, you know? Um, and I think this is important for me at least. I don't, yeah. it's always sounds judgmental when I say these things because there's nothing wrong with jerking off or with, uh, spending money on clothes you don't need, right? It, whatever fulfills your soul. Right. Um, but for me personally, I always try to be f- as efficient as possible and not waste, um, time. That's, I also just hired my, not just like six months ago, I hired an editor who helps me editing because editing, to be honest, is like a stupid job anybody could do that like any monkey who has some kind of brain can, can edit right um so why should i use my time when i when i'm a fucking creative person i c- could create more opportunities you know so making this investment which i hired my best friend so full circle from back home so he still, still are you, can 
does he edit over there? Do you flew Exa- exactly? Like, but if you're shooting something like you shooting a short film or something, you don't want creative control over the editing. You're down to just give it away and see what they do. It really depends on the project. But most projects, there is a right edit and a wrong edit, and the usually um, it's very simple uh, to find the right way to edit something. Uh, and sometimes, of course, there, when there's like a film project where it's very specific, like you tell a story through the visuals, then I I do it myself. But most edits out there, anybody can do do them, right? So I just sent those to him. Also, my vlogs. And when I got in here, I was vlogging, right? He's going to edit that. So while he's figuring out how to put it together, I can go on to work on the next project. Makes sense. Most YouTubers that are successful don't edit their videos anymore. Right? But that's the thing. I'm not successful, like, though. I, I make $0 with my YouTube channel. Right. So I, I make but no what money. About, what, about like mu- what about music and those stylistic choices? Yeah, this is like something I just have to trust him. If I really, sometimes it happens. I don't like an edit at all. And I pretty much start over but even then i have at least a rough cut so i don't have to start from scratch yeah, so. yeah and also if you use the same guy kind of yeah. get to know each you other and know yeah. that yeah, like. so, yeah. yeah so it's different if you just like put it out to different people then yeah. it might be a little bit more do risky. you pay per like project or is this a monthly rate i, I pay like as much as i can really like r- right now i pay him like eight nine hundred dollars a month which is not a lot for someone here but in germany you can make a living with that so oh wow that, that's that's the difference right oh yeah and, definitely. and since he's my friend i always try to pay him as good as i can and even though those projects like, like literally zero money like I, I have like one youtube channel which i make like 15 bucks or so um but whatever um but i i see like the the big picture right um if this youtube channel eventually hopefully potentially takes off then i can can pay him more and then i have this independence i always want right because independence is my end goal that's why i want those 1.4 million so i'm, I'm independent of cl- from clients or i want this working youtube channel so i can work from wherever i i am right now i can just do it and i don't need anyone for it you know mm. so this is like in the end the goal and that it's a i started investing in an editor when while i was like investing hard in like stocks and all these things the artists I was working for, the successful artists I was working for, they didn't do that at all. They were investing in themselves and their own company, their own growth, which is smart too, right? But they didn't have their money working for them. So it has its pros and cons. But in the end, I think you have to do both. You you, you really have to work out a way where you can have your money working for you in stocks, crypto, whatever you want to do and also um working on your own brand music production whatever it is you want to do that this is working passively as well because you only have 24 hours a day so you really have to find a way how can this work even when i'm asleep you almost have like a militant approach to uh freeing up your time and scheduling your day in the most optimal ways yeah, Nazi Germany, am I right? I was going to say, <laughs> if you ever get drafted for the military, you're just going to send someone else in your place. It's so good that you said it and not us. <laughs> no, but I mean, I but I like that. Um, just a little bit of self-control. Just a, We don't have to go extreme, but just a little bit of... Is, uh, it, is it a German mentality to just have this I kind think of discipline? It, the Germans I know, they're, they're fucking lazy. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I think it's a personality trait. Like, I was a, much more like that when I was living in Sweden. Because I remember calculating out, you know, how much time I was spending at work. How much, you know. Because when people say, like, okay, let's meet up. It's not only, like, 
that particular hour that you're supposed to meet up, you have to drive there. You know, you have to fix yourself before it. You know, maybe you have to take a shower. So it's like to meet and someone. We all hate taking showers, right? I hate that. No, <laughs> I, I just, don't. I love no, taking showers. I, I hate taking showers. I hate. No. <laughs> I hate the process of it. I love and taking. Showers. I am in it. I place I'm staying right now. So the shower, the shower head is one of those uh, removable ones, mm-hmm. but it wasn't installed correctly, so you actually can't keep it propped up at all. So the entire shower, you're holding it in your hand. That's annoying. The entire time, and I feel like. Uh, a lazy person but like i want to be in the shower and just stand there like i feel like i'm holding a microphone like the entire time to like, do everything and then you're using like one hand to put like face wash or body wash and then you have to like put it on the ground squirting up and but i mean for example we talked a little bit about so house and because that is one thing that i enjoy about it i can go there in the morning i can work out and go get a tan because that's important to me and then I can use their very nice, like, you know, showers and sauna or whatever, and then fix myself. And then I can sit there and work, yeah. which is like, I like that everything is in one place because I've been very, and I don't know if it has about time or just pure convenience. Like I don't, like I online shop a lot, mm. <laughs> but that's just because I don't have time or I do have time, but I don't want to take my time to go there go into stores and mindlessly trying to find whatever I want. I know exactly what I want. So I'm just going to Google it, mm. buy it. And if it's bad, I'm just going to return it. Yeah, for, for you, it has a purpose. For other people, that, that's like um, self-care to go somewhere. Yeah. It's like meditation, right? For others, yeah. you know, every everyone needs some outlet, right? Do you meditate? No. Okay. <laughs> do but you? What about when you're doing <laughs> your dopamine days. fast? I, I, that was like a one-time thing. I don't do that on a regular basis. But then, yes, of course, that's all you can do. But yeah, when it comes to showers, like in Africa, I, I just came back from Africa. Last oh, month. right, we didn't even talk really? about Africa. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. Okay, why? Where? So we're shooting this uh, show and film in in Senegal. Um, so I came back like a month ago. It was the second time we went. And uh, the way that they take showers there is they they have like a, the buckets with water and then they they have to wash themselves with with the bucket. We did have a shower, but it didn't work because we the first day we took a shower like Americans do, just you know let it run, you know, uh, for a lo- long time, and then they shut us off. <laughs> <laughs> like you just <laughs> used a year's worth of water for your yeah, shower. that was like two years of water yeah, for that that's time. Exactly what happened. So yeah, then we had to wash ourselves like like they do, and it's just very interesting to do that in a different culture. And it sounds like ice bucket challenge. Because I th- but without was the it ice, hot water probably. or cold water. Uh, that's the thing you have to push a button then it heats up i think our place was actually pretty luxurious for them Uh, so you push a button it heats up throughout the day and then you have like 10 minutes of hot water for a shower um but then that like i said it shut off and uh, we had to we bought those big water bottles like i don't know like 10 liters or something and then i washed myself like that one person had a bucket so it was like Hell, uh, easier but i literally had to have this fucking 20 pound thing over my head trying to take a shower <laughs> not easy <laughs> did you um how was the food there not very it's underwhelming really um There's a I, reason why you started fasting <laughs> I, I did. were you still fasting when you were over there yeah i always tried to fast um but there, there was like 
in summer when we went there in last summer i tried to do like a three-day dry fast so no water no food <laughs> in summer also, also to honor their culture because they don't have much you know and yeah. when we went to their villages when you see all those kids with like ripped knees and feet like everything is infected it's like this is sad and we get there have like fucking pizza with us to to eat throughout the day it just breaks my heart you know so i decided okay every time we go to a village i'm gonna fast you know and so i fasted for like three four days uh, without water and without food you know i literally i drank like a plant i had like water just over my head a little just to at least get some kind of uh because there's a dry fast and a, a, a soft dry fast and a hard dry fast. Yeah. The hard dry fast is no, no touch, water. No yeah. touch with water. You can't even brush your teeth. No. And the uh, soft dry fast, you can you can take a shower, you can brush your teeth, but no drinking. Yeah. So I did a soft dry fast at this point. But yeah, that was a, quite the experience. Like shooting in the desert, like 110 degrees, and it was hot and was exhausting. Camera equipment, stress, and, you know, to the normal cinematography life. So it was. Look, if he can be in the jungle in that heat and not drink not or jungle, eat but yeah. you can whatever and <laughs> <laughs> then you can do it until next episode to the next episode <laughs> which That's is five days from now two days is it two days are you from free now? on friday by oh friday <laughs> okay like yeah let's do friday <laughs> would you actually okay, be able to fast don't you don't eat i'm so hungry now. right now and yeah I but it's gonna go down it's gonna go down it's just a but so much of it is uh, psychological and conditioning where yes. you, your body's like, it's a certain time or I just... You're just food addicted. Yeah. Yes, but I'm going to eat some food after this. No. You're, you're nothing but a crack addict right now. I am just, I am, I am a crack addict. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to send you to rehab. <laughs> <laughs> what are you in for? I eat three meals a day. <laughs> but would you be able to, if it was three meals and it was all like a food that was very bland and it didn't taste as well yeah would you still be just as excited to eat it or is this exactly like your brain Probably lighting up still excited you so if i just make I, some I, rice i love food i love most people do does. but i would never i want to try incorporating maybe fasting one day a week maybe even two and maybe for a few months trying what you're doing experimenting a bit because uh, i do 16 8 now and like i see pretty good results with that when i stick with it uh but then of course going out for drinks that's what sort of destroys it yeah. right because then you're just getting i try not to do sugary drinks and stuff um but Dude, I, that's so easy just take tequila sparkling water and some lime in no, it. no for sure i'll Bam. do i'll do like soda water and like gin yeah. or something yeah. you know yeah um but don't you want to be like a super human like dedicated he and does and full for sure full control of your emotions and not let your body dictate what you need and want 100 percent. i want to balance though I want to have wine and cheese nights. Balance is for that. See, I want to be I can, superhero food, with wine and cheese nights. Food <laughs> does not have a sway over me uh, like it does for some really? other people. Kofax burritos. I like that, but if I'm addicted to anything, it's it's love and uh, nice word. Having having that love and uh, connection with someone is what occupies Wall Street. It's what occupies my mind more than anything. Food, of course, it tastes good, but I can go without it just just as much. So it's just interesting how everyone has these connections uh, for dopamine in their mind that most people they jerk off three times a day. I'm trying to stop doing that. I I <laughs> didn't I didn't three jer- times a day. Wow. Stop I'm judging. Ju- just in general. No, but, I mean, a, I mean a hungover day like you could jerk off. Dude, I have friends that do times. it like eight times a day. Eight times. I promise you. Yeah. I there. didn't jerk off for two, two weeks straight and then you did a hundred day challenge and then i never made a video i did a hundred days because i was going to make a video about it it was supposed to go on youtube it ended up on OnlyFans. no uh, (laughs) i was i didn't jerk off for a hundred days and that was 
it was very difficult. Yeah, most people they don't understand. I didn't jerk off for five years. I didn't have any sexual intercourse. For, you were celibate for, for five for, years. For, for three years, so about five years without masturbation. Dude, why? two years. What? Wait, why? Why? Yeah, what? Why was the? Because of, you you know I'm a freak. I, I try to go to the limits and see. Because how... you you lose your life energy when you're ejaculating. But I think we talked about that before. Like I don't have that super sexual drive. Like don't take me wrong like if i have someone to have sex don't with take i would me wrong <laughs> <laughs> i'm not I, into sex no. at all <laughs> so when you were when you were no, but, i mean we talked about it. were you having wet dreams like was the sometimes semen? sometimes yeah because i you, feel are you dating now mm -hmm. do are you in a relationship yeah like a monogamous one or yeah oh okay like having, and and what, what are they like what is your partner same you guys aren't having sex I, no no now it's, <laughs> now it's different i was i'm just saying like back in the days or like yeah like back in the days i just tried to break any addiction we have as a human being like food sugar um jacking off um porn of course um the things which we consume like so normally i think it it's, can be very toxic yeah for sure um but, if you do it too, too much too so often. you don't um you, you do you guys live together or mm -hmm. And do you guys, I guess you guys don't eat meals together. Yeah, exactly. So we, we go through all the fasts together. Oh, oh, that's awesome with, that yeah, you do it together. Day, she was like very hard on that. She was like, no, that can't be good. Like all the thoughts normal human has, especially her mentor also is like a vegan person and you have to eat five meals a day. Like this classic LA diet. Right. Um, so it took me a while to convince her. And like showing all the statistics and hey, this is actually good for you. Stop fucking eating fatty. Yeah, that's, that's the kind of conversations you have. <laughs> but and so I mean, she follows the same schedule as you. She only eats once every yeah, four days. Yeah, she's actually a little stricter now these days than me, but she's also a little bigger than me. So uh, because I've been doing it longer, right? Oh. So. so do you make sense? Maybe this isn't the right question, but do you feel like? Uh, it's almost like a like challenge when you see someone who's not as healthy and you want to uh, transform them. I always have to say at least something because it's like you have a friend and he's a crack addict. So you definitely want to help him. Right. And that, yeah. that's the same way I see a fat friend. When I see someone is fat, I like we had this conversation, too. Like we just met briefly and I at least had to say something that, OK, there's you know of it. You know, this is the, the least thing I can do. Last time I really helped a friend was actually right before we went to Africa. Um, a year before we went to Africa, this one guy who we were going, we were going with, he was 100, 270 pounds or so. So he was a big, big, short dude. And then I told him, hey, if I were you, I would eat only one meal a day, only Saturdays and no carbs. Like I, ever, I tell everybody, right? And I didn't think of much of it because most people, they try it once and they fail. Um, but he actually stuck to it. And the next time I saw him three months later, he was fucking jacked and shredded. So and he just ate one, uh, one, meal, one a day, meal a day only on Saturdays? Yeah, one meal on Saturdays and no carbs. And then Monday to Friday, no food? Nothing for like three months straight. And he lost 120 pounds. Wow. Was, and he was jacked. Of course, he had uh, because he was big, right? So he had like some skin. And that that's too you can get rid of uh, eventually with dry fasting, but that's another subject. But yeah, he got shredded. He has a six pack now. He's mm. probably leaner than me right now. And this is so it is possible when you fucked up your entire life and you've always been a fatty for your entire life, you still can fix it. But most people they they just don't want to. 
and they just go to the gym and also like and our society tells us that if it feels hard you shouldn't do it you know what i mean because yeah. it's like it's not gonna feel pleasant to lose weight like sorry it's not gonna be like ah now i'm just losing weight it's gonna be hard yeah but when and you that's, are there when you are because i i'm at my after picture right now at my before picture i, I wasn't fat but i was like a normal dude like you right um you but think i'm normal <laughs> like normal for american standards i still think, <laughs> still think you could lose some weight anyways <laughs> no what i'm saying is how like would you how much would you guess i weigh you're a big dude i don't know like 220 yeah two, 228 yeah yeah yeah, so yeah. I, I started to, to, to 200 pounds, and then when I lost weight, I actually gained 15 pounds of muscle, but I ended up 170. Oh, wow. So I lost 150 pounds of fat, really. Because so I your heaviest, 50. you were 200. Hmm? Uh, your heaviest, you were 200 pounds? So, sorry, say again? Uh, the heaviest you weighed was 200? Yeah, 200 was before, and then 170, but I gained 15 pounds of muscle throughout the time. You're 185 now. Right now? Yeah. How much do you weigh right now? Uh, like 180. I, think. I weigh 170 and I feel like I have nothing on my body and then you have a ton of muscle. A lot. <laughs> so you need like, to poke him? Poke him again. Poke his muscle. Who is going to poke who? Well, do you work out? No. Yeah, but not consistently yeah. because it, it tires. It, I almost get like a, a flu-like symptoms after working out where it's uh, my body takes extra time to recover. It can actually make me feel like sick after uh, lifting weights. After you get used to it, you know, you have to build those uh, habits. Like your body has has just got used to it, right. and that's it. And, and like time is also not an excuse because, like I say, I work out 15, 20 minutes every day, and everybody has twenty minutes. And you don't even lift uh-huh. weights, no. So it's all push-ups and pull push-ups, pull up. But I, I have to go harder, like because eventually your muscle gets used to it. So I start doing like one-arm push-ups, one-arm pull-ups. Um, yeah, I see your I see your uh, Instagram video sometimes. Like, what is he doing? You're like upside down, like you know, like one hand, <laughs> like feet in the air. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah, because you have to challenge your body. Somehow, right. right. If you don't have weights available now, I moved to a house, so I do have a garage where I have like some. I do have some dumbbells. But most of my workout is still like body weight. Um, and you do have your, to uh, challenge your body somehow. How many push-ups would you do in those 20 minutes? I don't do really push-ups. Like I would say, I don't know, 200 or so. Mm. But I don't really do push-ups because it's too light. So I do one-on push-ups. You know? okay. So I do like <laughs> a few sets of those yeah. or dips or stuff like that. That's the thing too. Like I remember I was talking to a buddy in, in Vietnam actually and he lost a bunch of weight and I was like, what's your, like, have you been going to the gym? And so I was like, no, I just work out like 15 minutes at home because going to the gym is like, you get your shoes on, you have to go in the car, yeah, you have to drive, get there. And it can be fun. Some people like it. I, I can like group classes. But he's like, I just literally wake up, roll out of bed, get on the floor and start doing push-ups yeah. and sit-ups right away. It's, that's it. It's all discipline because I know even when I go to the gym, I'm not giving it my all. I'm like, which episode of Euphoria am I going to watch while I bench? It's like, <laughs> like, yes. It's like the gym isn't a place to like watch TV. Have no. you watched Euphoria yet? I'm halfway through the first season still. It's so good. Still, the soundtrack. Yeah. How can you? But how can you only be halfway? Be, no, because <laughs> because I've been going to the I gym. Start going to the gym. I, I finished Euphoria. I just binged everything. How didn't you? Well, it's just because I haven't been watching anything. I've been just busy and. Where I'm at doesn't have Wi-Fi. My hotspot ran out. No, <laughs> you're kidding. 
No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Do you watch Euphoria? Yeah, I just started. But it's just funny to observe that. Like we talked about working out and commitment and it was like <laughs> such a low mood. But then we started to talk about Euphoria and consuming stuff. And everybody got, got excited. <laughs> oh, yeah, happy. Yeah. Uh, so this, <laughs> Bring the snacks over here. <laughs> this is America for you right there. So this is, it was, it was just beautiful to observe. <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. Because like, it's a lot of that's like gym, all that's, it's, it's hard work and it's kind of like, you almost are in like the perfect situation because you're coming from a more disciplined mindset and you're coming to america which is a bunch of it's a nice fatties mixture, and <laughs> it's a nice mixture, though, because america especially like everybody's a dreamer right in germany everybody is like very down to earth okay you do your nine to five job and you know you get married and do all these things but um, having a discipline from Germany, the dreaming part from LA is, I f feel like it can be a great uh, mixture to, yeah. which can lead, oh, yeah. hopefully Dreams can lead discipline. to a big success one yeah. day. Um, it's, but it's like key to success is like very simple. It's like, it doesn't matter if it's working out or making money. It's like always consistency. It's like always the same thing. Right. Make a plan and stick to it. You know, it's the battle in your mind that tries to talk you out of things. Like my mind always tries to talk me out to go to the gym or talk me out of like doing anything. And then it ropes me back into staring at your phone, staring at yeah. your computer. I had that sometimes like yesterday. I didn't feel like working out. And I was like, you know, this is me like not working out today. Like, it's fine. Like, let your body rest. And then I was just like, shut the fuck up. You're going to work out right now. Yeah. Like, cut the shit. And I, I've never done a workout and felt out like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I always feel better after of having course. done it. You know always. That, but, but still, the resistance is still there. But it's just like, no, why do, why do you it. think there's resistance or that voice that tries to sabotage you? I think everyone has it. Just but do what listen it, to it or not. But what is it? Comfort. But what is it actually? Hormones. The voice, it's comfort. It's your mind trying to be like, no, it's lay in bed. Like, it feels nice. It's comfort. All comfort. Coming from where, though? Comfort from your... I think as humans, you want to be comfortable. It's what we seek out, right? You want to be financially stable, physically stable, and relationships are stable. You don't want to move, right? The but do you think they're your thoughts or it's thoughts that are being like... No, they're definitely your thoughts, for sure. You don't think they're your thoughts? No, I'm just thinking of uh, what happened this weekend. Uh, what happened? Wait, what happened this weekend? I wasn't here. Um, this. <laughs> I want to hear. Okay, come on. Okay, so this weekend I met with like a shaman. And you did? Yeah, so I met with a shaman, this guy from Nigeria, and we're having a conversation just like casually. And then he told me that... Uh, I have an entity that's attached to me. He could feel like on my left side, like an entity that was um, basically harvesting my energy and like trying to attack him while I was talking to him. Mm -hmm. So it was very like, uh, like alarming in a way and very uncomfortable because you're having a conversation with someone trying to connect to them. They're like, oh, by the way, your entity is like attacking me <laughs> this entire time. So I've been in my head like the last few days just because he's like, the entity it's like it's adding thoughts to your mind that aren't yours it's like it's putting it's putting thoughts and planting into Wait, your mind so what is it like what's an entity like, it's basically this uh like a a being that's in like one of the astral realms a lot of times entities are uh people that have already died but they're not ready to like leave the earth yet so they attach onto other people and they at they can attach anytime you're in like a low frequency state if you're depressed or you're thinking too much about sex or you're just in a lower vibe. So it's like a demon. It's not quite a for demon. A but, for but it's for like, people it's, like me that don't know. No, no but it's, it's just it, something you can't see. This is his belief. It, isn't like, it's not his belief. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but just like. It's not even my belief. It's something that I, I, 
I'm open to like learning about it. it's it's like on the path to being a demon. So like the demon is like the whole like, immediately like when I hear this, when I heard this, immediately is like, great. How much does this guy want to get rid of it? That's immediately what I hear because it's, especially because I've lived in so many different cultures and I've came across so many of these like I've done these vipassanas and meditation retreats. A lot of them are great and good, but I've met so many of these gurus and people that like but then you think have a service but always it's like pay me this much and i can do this for you but then you think fortune. about why like why can't i change my habits why do you still have an addiction to food oh, discipline that's it's, what it comes down it's, to it's it's basically personifying um the issues that you have but i want to know it's interesting to me where is it actually coming from you said it's just comfort or it's just discipline but that's still just talking in human terms of the way we describe because we're human. So Wait, we're I, human I just terms. need to say something about this spiritual note. Something that you guys don't know. Because I'm not very spiritual. But... Good for you. <laughs> but I... This weekend when I was in Miami, this lady was going to read my cards. And I, I still love it. Like, yes, tell me shit about myself. It's like horoscope. I don't really yeah. believe it, I guess. But just talk to me about it. But I'm not gonna go around. I don't. I know nothing about any horoscope except mine. Um, so she read my cards, and she did it for free, because otherwise would be like unholy. Did you so, pay her though after? No. So that's a donation. No. She did it for free. Yeah. Because oh. otherwise it would be unholy. Mm. And then I thought that's the person that actually just want to spread whatever you know message she wants to spread because she didn't. She wasn't like donations or whatever. She just did it for free. She's like, mm. I can't take any gifts or anything because that's unholy to the spirit world or whatever. And I was like, dude, good for you. Did good you for me. Did you say good or bad about your future? Oh, I'm getting it. I'm, I'm having a great future. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I already knew that. She's trading. Oh. <laughs> no, but she was like, because I told her before, I was like, dude, I hate when people talk about my love life because I don't care that's going to come sooner or later. I just want to talk about more like all the other career. and everything. Yeah. Like all the other, she's like, Hmm. And then she did this. Like, I still cringe a little bit when people do those things, but I'm like, okay. And she was like, Oh, interesting. And then she read it. She was like, even though you don't want to talk about it, apparently your ancestors or whatever is up there wants to talk about it. So she talked a lot about, about your love, love life. Yeah. Oh my God. Did you see who Amanda saw yesterday? <laughs> like, like, in like the other realm, just yeah. like eating popcorn. Just like. That's, that's my, yeah. No. So I just got love life. That's great. But could also thing. be what you said. Could be also like a, a free um, handout to get more people. You know, if she tells exactly. people. Exactly. You never, you never know. It's like a fir first one's free type of thing. I healers out there. Um, but she said that she never took anything for it. But I I'll, do feel the real healers though aren't trying to make a shit ton of money off people though yeah they're doing it to heal and obviously there is an element where like if you give all your energy to healing you need to pay your rent and you have to pay your bills so you have to have some sort of income but when you're at the point where you're charging thousands of dollars for stuff and you're know. living in luxury as a healer you shouldn't even be living in luxury because you shouldn't even want that yeah. you know here's the thing everyone can ultimately heal themselves i believe so i don't think any other healer or any other person can tell you about yourself or what your life's going to be more than you because you're in the body, you're living it every single but second. But you're also, because you're in the body and you're living it, you're also going to, going back to comfort, you're going to be doing the same programming. Unless you like get militant on certain things, you're going to do the same right. programming and having the same faults. Like, why me? Why me? It's because you're whatever, you're eating that, you know, the cake right. at, night at it's, midnight. It's a permission slip. If 
going to a healer or going to this woman who read your horoscope is now giving you that extra motivation where you're like, fuck yeah, like this is validation that I'm on the right path. That's going to help you 20 fold. So it's, it's all what you get out of it. But I think everything is okay as long as it doesn't cross any boundaries. Religion yeah. too. Have whatever religion you want until you become an extremist, you know? Yeah. Like so they want to kill the people that this? doesn't have your yes, religion. that's a problem. <laughs> I went to a, a medium after my dad passed away and she was saying things that there's no way that she could possibly know it. And that to me validates that there's there's definitely stuff beyond this that can be communicated with, but there's so much misinformation and misleading type of things that it's tough to to filter it out and tough to know what what's real and 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 what's not. Please check the CDC website to see if this entity <laughs> are you is believe actually- are you spiritual, religious, That's anything? Question isn't the answer. Okay. It is. <laughs> it is. No, the, the thing is, there's no one on this planet who doesn't, who believes that little in God like me. I'm like zero spiritual. But there's a few things which happened I can't ignore. Like, so we had this conversation just like now with a very spiritual person. I, and I said, if there is a God, please kill me today. That's what I said. Oh. Um, that's Time just, of death. Just, <laughs> just to prove a point, right? But they don't know that, but... 10 minutes later, when I left, I went to somewhere, I drove, and then I just hit the, 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 fuck, what was it, the, 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 the sidewalk. And so I, I busted my, my, my tire. So I didn't die this day, obviously, but I busted my tire. And I thought, okay, that's bad luck, whatever, you know. Eventually, a few months later, I had the same conversation with another person, and I did the same thing. I was, it was in Africa, actually. God, if you really exist, kill me today, you know. That day, I crashed my fucking drone in 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 a village in Africa, and that was the moment where I definitely decided to stop saying these things. Yeah, don't say like <laughs> um, kill me. That's a hard statement. Yeah, but you know, just just to prove a point, you know, yeah. if you don't believe something, nothing's gonna happen. Right? True, and true. I still don't believe, but um, I just thought if there is a power doing these things there must be also a counterpart when i do something good or pray or you know hope or ask for something good that should happen too and it might be just like a little thing but what happened is when i just prayed for my i didn't me or anything but i just prayed for myself hey if, if there is like some help up there man can you give me like a little support on my social media can you do a little <laughs> something you know um because I'm working really hard on that and this is like all my passion right now, all my energy goes in that. What happened was that it's like very technical, but Facebook only monetizes channels with 10,000 followers, all these things I don't have, but it did send me, Facebook sent me a message, hey, you are now eligible to monetize your Facebook Reels, which is crazy because I don't have a following on Facebook, like 500 followers or something. And it was like, okay, now I can make money with Facebook Reels. And then I started posting and like one thing didn't go viral, but 100,000 views, which is huge for me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and what I upload is like those little effect videos. I don't know if you've maybe seen it. Like, for example, I put like water on the floor and I, then I jump into the puddle, like mm, visual effects mm, things, mm. you know. So that one went viral and then another one and another one. So that's s- awesome. S- things happened like after I did mm. this little praying. So. Eh, tricky bastard up there, but you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that goes. You know. Yes, we've turned Phil into a believer. Yeah, you know? how can <laughs> can I be more efficient with this, this friend up there? You know, yeah. how can he help me? 
no but th that was just a very interesting experience because like i said i'm not a believer but um these things happen and i'm too smart to ignore stuff like that yeah i think whatever you be start believing in is what is going to happen if you truly believe that you're dying your body is going to start reflecting that physiologically yeah. and even if you say you want to be struck down and killed and you really feel that in your your energy then you're going to see some kind of reflection of that you it's know if it's just your camera getting fucked up yeah exactly it's just manifesting what people are talking about like manifest this manifest this but you can manifest de negative things too right for yeah. sure so, it's just uh, putting your attention on it yeah me myself i tell myself how broke i am all the time i'm not broken paper but you know telling myself all of that is this negative mindset which always brings me down and sometimes people remind me hey you're doing this thing again you know and even though you're fine but you know but i mean i think manifesting is interesting and i really enjoy it but I feel like it's the action you take when you believe that you exactly. already have it. Action is the language of physical reality. So it's like yeah. if you're just sitting there meditating or intending or building your vision board and doing a lot of attraction, that's just building the foundation, but now you have to take action. Yeah, but if because you're not they, doing that stuff, then you won't have any of the foundation exactly. to take action on. I mean, exactly, exactly. Now it's going to sound like I'm just like, I don't know, just uh, trying to say that it's okay for me buying clothes and stuff. <laughs> but like, all this is coming down. I no, manifested a $10,000 no, purse. No, but seriously, if you, if you want people to think that you're, I don't know, if you, because people think that clothes doesn't matter. Brian does. But <laughs> uh, that's not true at all. No, Steve doesn't. I <laughs> okay, definitely Steve. do. Well, so who's better clothes, dressed today? But clothes are the mm. first impression someone has on you. <laughs> <laughs> you you're a really good dress, Steve. No well way! Done. Look at those shoes he's wearing. I know. Look at sh your shoes you're wearing. The you're shoes wearing suck. Pants. I need. Look to get at your sneakers. pants. This is hip. This no, is you're dressed just like a stepdad picking up his like kids you've... at school. No. Anyway, <laughs> or a just, bookie. We're gonna go shopping, you and I. I like this look. This is my Los Feliz, um just left in the morning for coffee look. Um, we're gonna lose our Lululemon sponsorship. Yeah, <laughs> don't. Okay, yeah, no, no. We're going to fix it. But anyway, <laughs> it's like, no, but dress how you want to be perceived. For sure. Yeah. And it's just like, if you want to be, and it doesn't have to be like weird in that sense, but it's just like, if you wear sports clothes, people probably will think that, oh, he's on his way to the gym or he's on his way back from the gym or he's probably, you know, sport it, like do some kind of sport. And that goes in all the kinds of, you know, waste when it comes to clothing or what you buy and what you wear and when you wear it i try to look as good and this is also another thing i try to look as good as possible every day because that makes me feel really good i feel more confident so i act more confident because i feel like hot shit you know? <laughs> so sure. i mean it's just it law of attraction it's all about the action to be honest and mm. obviously thinking it through but for me, it's more like the action you do, like you said. You I, feel can like, I feel like it's mastering your thoughts. And that's that's where I have the most struggle because I have automated type of commentary going through. And a lot of it is like fear-based or worrying or worrying about the future or not being. Uh, I never worry. No Seriously. way. No, but I don't. Good for you. No, but I. You're enlightened. She's no, a, I'm she's definitely. Our enlightened master. I'm definitely not. But. I'm one of those people that are most likely to say, oh, it's going to figure itself out. I'll deal with it. It's going to figure it out. It's going to be okay. You know? 
I want to get to that point, but I feel like I'm always trying to engineer and make things work. Like in the fi- especially fi- financially that, is always I was taking just a lot about of space in my when, head. when it comes to finances, though, I'm lucky in that department because that I have takes my care of a lot income. of stress. Because what everything else is like, my love life will figure it out, my career will figure it out. But when there's a financial pressure there, yeah. it can really start to uh, chip away at your yeah. ability to stay Definitely. positive. Yeah, I'm a, actually lucky in that sense. Yeah, there's a reality to that where it's like, okay, I want to have that abundance mindset and all the money's coming to me and it's on my vision board but then you check your bank account you're like no can't can't pay my bills on my vision board (laughs) (laughs) hi i'd like to pay i'll take a burger Uh, here's a (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think for for us i think you and i were very similar in that matter we're like very analytical and we take responsibility for the things we have what we do not have and i think this is important for all of us especially when there are things which just happen to be in our lives already like some of us are more lucky than others are having other rich parents or some kind of support system or just having a nice ass you can put on only fans whatever it is like so we all have some kind of uh, dude you could totally pull off only fans uh, <laughs> just <laughs> saying <laughs> yeah, you haven't seen my cock so no, <laughs> um, no but you're german so yes i am <laughs> Um, uh, any, anyways, what I'm trying to get say, a podcast, jeez, you two. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, what I'm trying to say is that everybody has to fi- figure out what they want and how do they get that right. And if it's through abundance and and fucking what is a vision board and lots of creators I work with, they are very very successful. And who am I to tell them that vi- vision boards are stupid, right? That's my belief. But who am I to sell, say because they, they they're doing well, right? um i think okay instead of cutting out a house putting it on on the on the board i think instead of that you should just you know check with your bank okay what's your credit score do these things to actually buy this house you want right exactly it's the same thing you can make you can cut out stuff and put it pictures on a board or if you're looking at your bank account and you can visualize a bunch of money going in there it's the same thing it's like an antenna that's tuning into those different realities i mean because you can look at your bank account, like there's no money in there. Like this sucks. But sort of what a vision board is, in its simple sense, it's just a list of your goals. And if you know, if you know what your goals are, and every day you're reminding yourself, then you can do what you've been doing—the little actions towards each goal to make it happen. Yeah, yeah but but if you're not unaware of your goals, you're just like, oh, I want to be famous, but you don't know how you want to be famous yeah. or how you're gonna get there. Then you just literally just dumb luck that you'll get there. But that's why me and my friends were doing in Sweden. We all were gathering like around new year's yeah. and then we did our like new year's resolutions it's so <laughs> dorky but yeah. my girls we fucking made it and we <laughs> so we put down like <laughs> 10 goals and then we but we didn't stop there because it's so easy to say like okay i want this done but we put down like 10 goals maximum and we had it in different categories so one in the relationship category one in the career category one in the financial category and one in the self category so at least so then then the rest you could like put wherever you were and then we put like the big goal like this is what i want to achieve this year and then after we always wrote something you can do for about five minutes a day to get closer every day that's really good so we had to make something that was only about five minutes you know it maybe it could be like seven minutes but it's like as long it should be as quick as five minutes a day so it was 
it was pretty tricky in the beginning, but we got a hang of it. I think we did it for like three years. Nice. It was cool. And it was also nice to do it in different categories because otherwise you can be very stuck mm. in one goal, which is great because it's like full focus and all those things. But it's not super fun to be like, okay, I want a house. And then you focus everything about that. And then you get the house and then you're like, yeah, but I don't have any friends because I didn't take care of them. You know what I mean? So it can be like goals can be like, I want to expand my social circle within this community with like five new people or whatever it is. Because we were very keen on having numbers attached to it. It's very important for us to really make it numerous. So it, it wasn't like get new friends. It's like get five new friends or get two new friends or instead of saying like buy a house maybe we said let's save up you know five hundred thousand this year so it was very Wait, what <laughs> save up five hundred thousand yeah you have to be making at least close to a million or you have to figure it out or you make five hundred fifty thousand because you don't need that much to spend. Exactly. And live on the fifty. Yeah. No, but you know what I mean. Maybe not that, but you know, it's like buy a house. That's what I thought about. So like five hundred thousand, you barely get a house for that, but still. Or you rob a bank. Yeah, I mean <laughs> whatever. But you know, so it's very important for us to for have sure, the numbers. The details yeah. behind it. Yeah, hundred yeah. yeah, percent. That's the thing with the vision boards. You said correctly. It's like a list of goals, right? But instead of having that visually somewhere to, for, because it's like really for motivation purposes yeah. not to make a plan yeah on the same time while people do their vision boards they should have a list in their phone with okay i want a house okay i have do to yeah do these uh sub categories i have to do these things to get this house I yeah want a car same thing yeah. You know? yeah so while you have your vision board which is i guess when if it helps who am i to judge but have a list of actual tasks you have to do if you want to get there yeah, by yeah. the age of 35 or 40 or whatever. And even like my friend, um, she does vision boards. Um, she did a workshop she went to. And um, one of the things that they do is they to write sort of like five actions they can do. One action they can do this week. One they can do in the during the month, yeah. that year, and in the next like two to three years, like bigger actions. So one was like, oh, you want to buy a house. Okay, well, go and see what your credit's like. Go see what the market's like. Where do you want to buy a house? You know, see how um, how much it's going to cost, step one. And then it's like, okay, step two, how much do you need to save? Step but I three. also think that it's hard because I, I don't feel like people want to, they're not patient enough. No, because some we're things not, we're are. The whole culture is very instant. Because very now, now, now. It's the same. Like when I took clients in Sweden, when it comes to, you know, because I'm um, a nutritionist or I was, I'm not anymore, but I still know a lot. But the thing is, and I'm not talking about like very disciplined you know clients yeah. like you like then we would have a discussion about how to put it up but i'm just thinking about you know let's say regular mom for two with two kids have a a job a house or what whatever and doesn't even want to put in that much effort mm -hmm. i usually said to my clients well you know for this year these 12 months like the best way to go you're probably going to lose between like 12 to 25 pounds you're not going to lose, you know, but, but they want to do that. Like, I want to lose 20, 10 pounds within the first month. And it's like, when I look at you as a person, you would like, obviously, it's a lot of things that needs to go into that if you're going to lose that much. But it's just like, to be realistic, 12 to 25 pounds a year is like, that's it. You're, 
if you're not going to go to a level of commitment like almost bodybuilders but even yeah, after I, that I could lose this by the end of the week you know? i was gonna say if you go on phil's regimen you can get, <laughs> i mean obviously but, but that but that's the problem because that i mean from my experience as a nutritionist working with clients i know that just like you said with the emotional attachment to food i'm just very worried that that could lead to a like a, for, re, a relapse and yeah for yeah for the other way because i've seen clients trying out omad and that fucked up their uh fullness cues because they drive so much of the mental state so they just eat and eat and eat and eat and then they even gain weight because obviously you can gain weight if you eat you know yeah. enough calories but yeah, I, like I gain weight when i eat one meal a day yeah so, it, so it's like and i just feel like people that are not as emo i mean like disciplined yeah, as you are ain't got what it takes no so it's like that's why i wouldn't obviously not recommend it to like some of my clients back home but but it's just like it's and i i get it that it's discouraging to hear like oh you're only gonna lose like 12 pounds and why i say that is also because i know it's a year you, it's your birthday here it's your husband's birthday there it's you know it's you have this family vacation back in the summer so it's like people that don't really care about it but still want to lose weight yeah that's why i know like on during this year it's between 12 and 25 pounds but it's not even like the and also for a sustainable thing the weight loss isn't even the ultimate goal though it's the actual like growth within and yeah the, but they don't the, want that the strengthening within and that that's the real gift you're getting through that process oh yeah but unfortunately a lot of people don't want that Phil? they don't that, that, that's the thing though with like big long-term goals what you need is small adjustments like you don't have to do big things to yeah, no. long-term goals like for example you want a car whatever car a car by the end of the year just stop drinking those two cups of coffee every day it's like 20 what do you say 250 a day or 250 per yeah. cup you have two cups it's five dollars a day that throughout the year is thousand five hundred dollars and that is a great down payment for a car. So don't drink Starbucks coffee, make your own coffee, and you have a car by the end of the year, you know? For sure. Bless you. So it's like, Thank you. it's the small adjustments. 100%. And, and yeah. we don't want to sacrifice those small adjustments because if it's small, it doesn't feel big enough to achieve big goals. So, yeah. So what people yeah. instead want to do, okay, I need to get like a, another job to make another, I don't know, $500 a month as instead of, you know, cutting of the little expenses which are just so convenient for us but yeah yeah this is like human um, psychology it's just all messed up you know and to answer your question um, earlier what is the reason for this comfort comfort it is hormones it is the, the, because stress is always less attractive than um dopamine you know stress and we we just know going to the gym is going to be stressful now and this is what our brain re realizes so i would rather sit on the couch but because it doesn't see the long-term effect of being happy after the the fact right yeah so it's all hormones and the more our hormones are fucked up through food drugs porn and all these things the more lazy we get you know and mm. if you control these things through commitment through fasting through um fitness and uh, um you know long-term um dedications then our hormones are going to way be more way more balanced and we're going to be healthier and it's going to be easier to stay healthy dude we could talk about this all day yeah. let's do <laughs> talking <that>. forever <laughs> what do you do what do um, you sorry yeah one last question yeah one what question. do you do when you're feeling a temptation where you want to eat something you shouldn't be doing or you want to 
get drunk or something like how do you uh curb those impulses it's always a balance right so if i'm always consistent and always healthy i i can have a little slip up but only if it's only if it's controlled i would never be like oh you know whatever i feel like fucking up today i'm gonna eat pizza no it's always planned i always plan ahead so i know if i'm gonna be drinking on on a friday i'm gonna be fasting for two days straight i know if i know there's thanksgiving coming up I, I either be like, okay, that's my fuck it principle. I just eat whatever I want, but then I fast until I am at the uh, weight where I started from. So I always have a co- quick comeback. Because yeah. the worst thing what can happen is to you break your good habits and you relearn your old bad habits. Say, okay, mm. I eat shit and drink. Uh, and the next day, uh, I just ate and shit. Uh, ate and shit. <laughs> I, I just ate shit yesterday. I drank. Uh, I can just do it today again. It doesn't yeah. matter. This is the mistake what people make. Okay, like um, slipping and being like, okay, I'm not going to go to the gym, but I'm going to go tomorrow. Tomorrow comes. You know what? I'm gonna do another rest day. No, this this is where people fall. So definitely to answer your question, uh, always have a plan and stick to the plan. And so if if you were like, okay, I want to drink today, drink today, f- live your life, but then on the next day come go back to your old plan. Yeah. Cool, Bill. Thank you so much. Where can people find you? Uh, on uh, Instagram, Phil Flock. Um, if you see a pink beanie, that's me. <laughs> same on YouTube, same on Facebook. Uh, if you want to sh- see my short films on Infant Cinema, also a pink logo, but a pacifier because I do action comedy. So, yeah, Infant Cinema on YouTube. Thank oh, you Phil, so much yeah. for coming. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much we for having a lot. It was fun. <laughs> Everyone, that's another episode of Three People on a Couch. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>